0: Hello there, good morning. Good to have you with us here on the Could Have Been Champions this Saturday morning. It's the end of the home and away footy season, who could believe it? I'm Jeff Richardson, it's good morning to Torch
1: McGee. Yes, good morning Richo, and good morning to everyone out there.
0: And I was going to ask you a question, Torch, but I don't need to because everyone will know the answer. You'll be wanting to watch your swans on the telly somewhere today. Yes. And of course, Torch will be going to the... I could be going to the Rising Sun.
2: <laughs> Past players North,
0: North Fitzroy Arms <laughs> Billy Baxter, good morning to you
3: <laughs> Jeffy, hello
0: <laughs> Ian Cover, hello uh,
2: Good morning,
0: Richo And good morning to Greg Chan Yes, yeah,
3: nice to be here And five more shows for the coulda beans So let's m- for the make season. them count yeah. uh, I was
4: very tempted, given it is the last week <clears throat> To unbeknownst to you, my colleagues and mm-hmm. footy fans mm-hmm. To try and prize open the oh, end yes. of the time capsule. <laughs> oh, yes. That, that Could,
0: would have been very unethical. Just, Could because, you get the lid
4: up? Well, I tell you what, in all the years we've been doing the time capsule, so I think we were the only people in Australia to do
1: it. Yes. <laughs> uh,
4: in the media. Uh, in all the years of doing it, it's the one that's going to actually be the most re- most interesting and most revealing cause, and how quickly the season's gone. But, mm. you know, we put them all in. And yeah. after one week, we said the season was over. By yeah. round six, the swans were gone. But it, it, it's still alive. It
0: shows how behind the times we are though. Look at in our, our time capsule we did things like who'll finish top, mm. who'll make who'll make the finals, who'll win the Brownlow, who'll win the um the Coleman Medal. And what we should have put in it was who will be the first coach sacked <laughs> and right. all of that kind of stuff. That, that's what modern football is these <laughs> right. days. Right. So, well, which player got the most metres gained?
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, we might do that next year. Run a little comp for metres so gained. We're
0: just behind the and times.
4: Con- and contested possession.
0: Speaking of which, actual games of footy, contested possession and metres games. how good was last <laughs> night for a good. game that was pretty much yeah. a dead rubber hmm. and a uh, farewell game to a lot of players? Nice crowd turned up, and they, they put on a very good game of footy, didn't they? They did indeed.
3: Josh they Gibson looks like he uh, uh, interacts well uh, with the people, and he's, he's a person of the people. I think so. And uh, did you have that tip? Because I saw the Hawks. I, I, I kind of felt the Hawks would do it, Torch. Well, no, I actually tipped the dogs. Oh, and I thought I they'd do it for Bob. Oh, well, yeah. What, well, over Lukey? Yeah. Wow, well, is this where you went wrong, Torch? Listen to, <clears throat> check with me.
0: And they might have done it right up right up to the death, yeah, too. They lost like a couple they, of shots, did Just mm. within reach, mm. and then nothing happened. It? They did it all the way to the final siren.
2: I was astounded. I saw on the television set um, the Western Bulldogs getting in a very tight huddle prior to mm. the start of the mm. uh, third quarter. Uh-huh. I think, God, they all look like teenagers. There <laughs> are uh-huh. some incredibly
1: young yeah. uh, footballers. And skinny. Mm. Yeah. And
2: slender. I think yeah. that says yeah.
1: more about you than it says about them, <laughs> Billy. <laughs>
2: That was a very good point and very well
0: made, Torchy. and But very unkind, Torchy. <laughs> well, uh, that was uh, a given, yeah, wasn't and, it? And no. anyway, Billy, it's all about being young at heart. Oh, that's, oh. Right. that's
3: right. Billy, <laughs> you go and with... how you feel. <laughs> Billy, you just got the one word, mirror. <laughs> mirror, <laughs> <laughs> Torchy.
1: And uh, I, actually, yesterday I went to a, a reunion. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. Funny about what, A reunion but, um, of... Uh, the old mighty syntax. Uh, uh, <laughs> the syntax. It's still going strong. <laughs> But there are. Has a few Torch
0: fo- played for Sentax? Now, some listeners might be thinking, "What is Syntax? Yes. We know, yes. Torch. Explain again.
1: Well, it was there. Used to be two tax offices in Melbourne. There was a uh, the Victoria office, which was a large organisation. Mm. <laughs> and there was the central office, which was a very small organisation. And
3: they still have reunions. And we
1: used to have, we used to play in the Sunday social footy team uh, competition. So,
0: so Centac did, cent, did, did the other tax office also field yes, a they team? Yes, they
1: fielded a team, but we usually had their measure.
0: What were they? You were called the, Centac. What were was Vic the Vic office? The Vic office.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and,
0: and this was and, on a Sunday. Where did you play? Down
1: mainly down at Albert Park, but, uh, 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 but brought, um, Reserve Bank had their ground behind the paper mills at elphington
0: Reserve Bank yes, put aside they it. They did. Oh, sure, they, you they can imagine had. they would have. Been we Dua. Beat, they, we <laughs> you, you wouldn't in, have
1: got a lot of laughs out of them. We did beat them in the grand final. Yeah. Who else uh,
0: was in it? Reserve Banks, well, Centax, so. Central
2: t- uh, Office. Central uh, Office. Um, the Bank of New South
0: Wales. <laughs> Look, I would have
1: to. It's a long time ago. Uh-huh. I'd, have to, I'd have to. Did the back.
2: SSB
0: have a but team? They
1: had a team, but I don't think they were in the same comp. I'm not sure uh-huh. they might have. I think yeah. State Bank might have had a team in it s and A. I'm not sure about that.
3: <laughs> now I played in the postal comp same way. Yeah. I think I was in Elizabeth Street Postal. I think was our our team. Yeah. But we don't have reunions forty years oh, later. Probably Elizabeth Street Postal. Yeah, who, and same. who did you play against? Other postal sides. Oh, other post but offices. Torch. I can't name them.
5: <laughs>
3: right. Do you remember whether you used to win or lose? <laughs> no. I don't, and we played down at Albert Park, didn't everybody? Yes, on Orty Drive. <laughs> yes. yes, right. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, anyway, um, the, uh, one of our the man who usually organises our reunions, Dick Raymond. <laughs> unfortunately, he's in hospital at the moment, oh. and I reckon it's his fault that the dogs lost last night because he usually would be there barracking for them. Oh, and just that so one I'll, less voice. That's right. So well, he to get yeah. out of hospital and yeah, get well, um, get Dick. ready for next year. Yeah. 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 So, so, so what, you beat
0: been, you beat Reserve Bank. What in the grand
1: final? We did. I played it at the Ross Gregory. In Albert Park.
0: And and see, the repercussions are probably still being felt to this day. All of those Reserve Bank
1: economists (laughs) went back to their desks (laughs) very grumpy and they go,
3: (laughs) right, interest rates (laughs) going up.
1: (laughs) 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 So we we went down to to Bernie Shee's pub in uh, North Melbourne yesterday and had a very nice afternoon.
3: So you go Um, to Swan's reunions, you go to reunions of the bank Mm -hmm. side. Yep. What other side? Did you your primary school teams? No, no. no reunions? No, we didn't. No. Well, no, look, I, I don't try, you I can't think, have no. a beer at
0: them. <laughs> I think we have our social media question for the morning. There, there are some weird and wonderful footy comps and footy sides. And Greg, Greg pl- once played for one of my favourite clubs, uh, the Dusties, which yes. uh, those in the know will know as Warrigal Industrial. Yeah. How many games do you play for the Dusties, champs?
3: Two. <laughs> bullum, Bullum. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and a home game. Mm. Yeah, so you remember that.
3: And I trained with Caulfield Grammar or Grammarians, yeah.
0: but that doesn't count. That that's just a that's just a run of the mill team. But the Dusties, mm. I reckon Syntax is pretty good. Mm. What's the weirdest team you ever played
2: for, <laughs> Billy? Um, I represented the could have been champions <laughs> a couple of times. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> This this makes me think of. Um, when I was a little kid and read Captain Blood, Jack Dyer's biography, because he spoke about the Policeman's League and yeah. the Taxicab oh. League. Yeah. Are these, they all gone? All
1: gone. Yeah, the Wednesday afternoon league with the firemen. Who plays yeah. it out he drive
3: now? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, who,
0: and who gets the afternoon off work to go and play footy <laughs> in the it. middle of the
3: week? And this was a Sunday afternoon comp. Yeah. And I uh, it was postal. It was all different. But there was the
1: officers. Wednesday afternoon league. Yeah, yeah,
0: That yeah, was. was
1: the, um, uh, the Fieries and the, I think the Ambos might have had it. The, the, the Ambos.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, it'd be good when you're playing against <laughs> them. Right. You, know, you wouldn't <laughs> yes. have to worry about it. Look, that is our social media question for the morning. If, yeah. if you could jump onto the could have been... Uh, uh, website. You can go to our Facebook. You can go to our Twitter. If you don't do either of those, email it or even text it to us. But if you could uh, remind us or tell us about the strange and wonderful uh, clubs, competitions, and leagues that that you either know of or participated in, Torch and Champs have pretty set a pretty high standard here. But if you could share that on our social media, and we'll read out the best of them after the news at eleven.
3: Do you think the fireys, the ambos, and the police leagues, uh, there there would have been no outside players, all inside? <laughs> oh yes, it no. would have been
0: a completely strict. <laughs> <laughs> playing list. No, <laughs> no
3: quarter asked <arsehole>
0: no. given. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They would have have played uh, to the rules for sure. And (laughs) while you're on the Cudderbeens
0: website, cudderbeens.com.au, you'll see that the Cudderbeens tour rolls along. There's only two dates left to go. We're going to be down at Bansdale this coming Thursday night. We'd love Mm. to see you down there. And then tomorrow week we'll be over the road at the Arts Centre in St Kilda Road. For the
4: Father's Day special. You can
0: book for either or both of those shows on the Cudderbeens website, cudderbeens.com.au.
4: Uh, now, just while we uh, are having our usual fun and frivolity of a Saturday morning here,
5: yeah.
4: and I've just been out of the studio for a moment uh, with our producer, Young Andy,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, I'm having to come back in now and let you know as uh, friends and colleagues and also to the listeners who it, it's, on, it's been posted on a couple of uh, news websites in the last few minutes mm. that... Uh, uh, tragically and sadly and a shock to all of us overnight uh, a great friend of ours and the abc and abc listeners drew morfit has passed away oh really uh, at the age of 69 and much loved by uh, us and by the listeners right throughout the footy and sporting world
3: and um, that's hard to imagine because drew was so boyish yeah, all his life all his life
4: and uh, so I'm sorry to break that news, but it's it's um, being reported widely already this morning. On it's on, very sad, yeah, on a couple of the uh, media outlets' uh, websites and all. And we'll take a break just to compose ourselves for a minute here, and then we'll come back and uh, have a brief chat with Mark McClure, who spent many times in the car and in the box and on air with Drew. Raf
6: Epstein. A third of young people have seen videos or images promoting terrorism online. Lucas in Burwood. I've seen stuff like that but then as soon as you report it and you refresh the page it's basically gone. Interesting. How old are you Lucas? I'm 15. (laughs) Not too many 15 year olds listening to a station like this every morning. I'm impressed. (laughs) Yeah no it's my parents they always have it on in the car and that type of thing. Oh that's good hopefully you'll develop the habit and we'll keep you.
7: Raf Epstein. Weekday mornings from 8 30 on ABC Radio Melbourne.
0: You're back with the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Local Radio, and just repeating that the sad and shock news to all of us here. Uh, our great friend and, and colleague of decades, uh, Drew Morford, have uh, passed away overnight, and we're all we're we're all pretty shocked at yeah. that, that that news came out of nowhere. And as Greg said, you couldn't meet a more energetic, outgoing, friendly person and
3: the, and the thought that he's no longer there is
0: so, uh, it, it just doesn't it, add up.
3: The term uh, great bloke gets kicked around at these times, but Drew wrote the book on great bloke yeah. and popular with us all. Uh, uh, a great mate to have a beer with. He wrote the book on that <laughs> phrase,
0: but yeah. also p- for how many people, you know, the, the soundtrack of footy yeah. being yeah. called is Drew's voice and his
3: loss and
4: the cricket and the Olympics. Yeah. And, mm.
3: His loss to broadcasting on the ABC yeah. was major blow to Australia. Yeah. Um, so uh, no, look, it, it's uh, it's very sad for all who knew him, especially us
0: here at the ABC, who who were very very close to him, and uh, and, and and for Kaz and his family, it must be absolutely devastating. So, uh, look, Mark McClure, who who worked uh, worked long with Drew and was very close to him, uh, jo- joins us on, on the line now. Uh, Sellers, we're in shock here. Uh,
8: you're not on your own. It's uh, it was a uh, an amazing call this morning. Jared rang me at nine and um, a bit emotional right as we speak now, so mm. um, it was, um, I was a bit shocked, Mark. but he died in a way that, uh, mm. in a space, mm. watching the footy with a glass of red in his hand, <laughs> what other way would you want him to go? <laughs> <See that? laughs>
3: and Mark, you spent countless hours in the car with Drew.
8: I did, I probably spent too many. To
3: <laughs> the
4: in the car, on planes and in the box?
8: <laughs> yeah, we did a bit of that and... Uh, we had our infamous, uh, infamous quaddies every week,
5: yeah. <laughs> and he
8: was hopeless at, wasn't <laughs> much, uh, and I was a much better. So, look, he's an incredible guy. I, had, I saw him last Friday at a Carlton function where at, uh, I was at, at the 87 reunion function at Eddie uh, Etihad Stadium. And Drew was there by chance. I didn't know he was. I turned up late. I was had some work to do, and I turned up about 3 o'clock, and I couldn't have a drink because I had to work that night. He was flying, of course, mm. and um, as he usually does, he's bright and light and Life of the party, mm. fantastic. It's good to see him again.
5: Mm.
8: He was getting photographs with girls, and you know he's like again. <laughs> well, <laughs>
4: it never changed. Never no, changed. He's
8: never changed. Yeah. He's been um, fantastic, and he's and he man seriously. When he walks into the room and. He's up and going. It's uh, it's a fantastic feeling. But We won't see that again. No. Now,
0: and Mark, another thing, he was just a marvelous craftsman. You, know, you, you saw it from mm. both sides, both yeah. both inside the white line, and then making the transition to to commenting on the game. Yeah. And uh, it, Drew made it look easy, but he was he was superb at at letting you know
8: what was going on during the game. Well, he was a journalist by trade, and uh, he actually never played a game of AFL football. Never even been involved in it. Mm. He told me. And it was amazing how he picked up all the vernacular and all the little bits and pieces that, that go with it. But he made a craft out of it, and uh, it was superb. And he's, uh, he was doing it last week. I was, Actually, I listened. I, I shouldn't say this, but I was in the car, and I was listening to a game in Sydney. He was on AW doing a game. And it just brought back great memories, sitting there listening to him for you know half an hour while I was driving somewhere. And um, who would know that the day I wake
3: up Now he's passed, yeah. which is... Uh, He looked so boyish when he started on air. We couldn't believe he was the age he was when he used to present uh, the the Saturday Night Footy, but he maintained that boyish sort of personality all through his life.
8: Well, I've been on a few trips with Drew. Adelaide was a special one. And we went to Adelaide one time, and they wouldn't – Jerry didn't want to go. It was too late for him to go and and stand, so they sent Drew and I, and um, we had to stay the night. And... uh, and the, we went to this little restaurant, a tea restaurant I, I knew over there, not far from the casino in town, and after, and had a, had a bit of a drink, and you know. And we're sitting there talking to the owner, because I knew the owner there. And he goes, oh, you know, crazy, you know there's a waitress there, she was a good sort. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was just was well, this is him, you know, yeah. this is the real drill. It wasn't yeah. nothing sinister, it was just mm. all a little bit of fun.
5: Yeah.
8: And he says to the waitress, he said, what a good sort that waitress is. I wouldn't mind having a chat to her. He mm. said... It's my daughter. <laughs> <the> Italians, <laughs> it. <laughs> and that sort of pulled him up. Been, ooh, 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 hang <laughs> uh,
4: there'll be plenty more stories told yeah. in the oh, yeah. coming days and, and weeks and all. And, uh, and our, our thoughts well, just with Kaz this morning.
8: Yeah, right. absolutely. Kaz yeah. is a great girl. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, they booked a trip, you know. They booked a trip to go away next Friday to, oh. to Europe on oh. a cruise. And... Uh, that's yeah, very sad. But, boys, uh, yep. he's, a, he's a good fella, yep. and I'm sure there'll be plenty more tributes to this guy yep. because uh, he'll live on forever, yep. in my memory, anyway.
4: And to use an overworked sort of cliche or reaction is he, he would want the show to go on.
8: Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. There was no laying down with him. Let's <laughs> no. get going. Let's get <laughs> on with it.
5: <laughs> yeah.
8: And, uh, uh, look, I'm sure it's knocked everyone up for sixes. Mm. and um, yep. But... Uh, I don't know what to say. You looked healthy to me the other week, really healthy, and um, so it can happen to any of us. Yep. Well,
4: yep. there'll be um, there'll be a bit of a, uh, a sombre mood over the the media boxes today around the country. So uh,
8: I, hope they, I hope at 12 o'clock that Jared um, and the ABC get all the the really good stuff that's uh, that drew on.
4: I dare say they're working on it now, sellers.
8: So that'll uh, be fantastic.
4: Terrific. Good someone. to talk to you, boys. Hey, thanks that for coming, coming on. Weekend.
0: Mark, th- no th- th- thanks for taking time out to, to speak with us. It's, it's a difficult time for, for you and, and mm. all of us. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon.
4: Put an extra recording on today.
8: <laughs> 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 It'll get beat. <laughs> <laughs> Mark,
0: yeah. Mark, Mark yeah. McClure, who, who, who shared so much time professionally and in the car on the, on the way down the game. Yes, well, with my
1: memory of the of Drew, late Drew was Norfolk. because when I was in Perth, mm. uh, when I was a youngster, and there was a job going at the ABC, so I decided to throw my hat into the ring. And, Did you? and uh, Jim Fitzmorris, who was the boss over there at the time, said, "Oh, yeah, it'd be good if you had a bit of journalistic experience, son." Mm. Yeah, so I didn't get it. Mm. And then Drew told me later he was the one that got it. Oh, really? <laughs> so he came from New South Wales yeah, yeah. to Perth. He'd never called a game of footy in his Don't life. Wow. Uh, uh, and so I remember one call one day. Claremont, I think, were playing East Perth at Claremont Oval. Dennis Marshall, I reckon, kicked the goal from the half-back flank and oh. rolled the last 50 metres through, <laughs> and Drew called it, and it was just a mind-boggling yeah. oh. the way. Yeah. He just kept... The ball was just <laughs> the ball. The and no, yeah, for
0: someone it. who came with, yeah. with no real yeah. footy background, who didn't grow up with it, didn't have, have footy in the blood, just... <laughs> Brought, turned that into a strength yes. because he was completely unbiased yes. and, and uh, called it as he saw it. But the other thing I always Drew used to say, don't ask me what, who won last week. I can't remember what happened last quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Once what? it
2: was gone, it was gone. And a sign of respect and deference was the fact he always took the uh, first bounce for yeah. the ABC, yeah. called from the get-go. Yeah.
4: And he did tell the story about coming over from Perth. And the first game he went to in Melbourne was a Richmond game, and he got invited along to the president's lunch, and and they're all there, all these stars, <laughs> and, you know, and and uh, again in 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 true Drew fashion, I think Tony Jewell's wife was a model, and Maureen Hafey was there. Working, and Drew thought, "How good's the footy?" <laughs> he told the story oh, a couple of years yeah. ago. Through, look, I think just in in uh, in the. The mood of the day, we'll change our social media we, question.
0: Well, sorry to those people who've already jumped on, but we are going to revise this. We, we put up the social media question a few minutes ago, but we'll put that one on hold. We'll make that next week's, so I think, so the, the idea is not wasted. But new social media question for this morning.
4: We want to hear your best. Memories or Drew's stories yeah. from listening to him broadcast I'll or watching him on The Winners. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll give you one right now, a little commentary uh, quip. Yeah. He, someone had a ridiculous haircut yeah. and Drew said, I'd like to know his barber so I can avoid him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the social media question. Let's give your own yeah. little memories of Drew and his uh, time on the airwaves and the telly. Join
0: us on the Facebook and and the Twitter and share your favourite memories of of Drew and uh, we'll share the best of them after the news at 11.
4: And I think we'll... uh, We're having another little break just for a moment so Champs can get his guitar and we'll... uh, We'll we'll be back
0: after this with footy songs
1: from Champs. Tamara Odine. A suburb in Geelong where the streets are named after Game of Thrones characters. The developers had to change the name
2: Lannister Road because residents... Objected.
9: The name they changed it to is Precinct Street. I know. Because it's got a shopping precinct on it. Maybe it should just be called Dragon Street. Why can't they call the whole development Dragon?
7: Property values would skyrocket. <laughs> Tamara Odine
2: filling in for Raf Epstein. Weekdays from 3 on ABC Radio Melbourne. You're with the Coulda Been Champions.
0: Thank you very much, Hunk, You are with... Mm. There could have been on what's turned into a sombre Saturday morning, but that's not going to stop you, Greg.
3: No, the songs are still the songs and they're ready yep. to go and our listeners have been pumping them in and one gentleman, uh, Glenn McKay, says that he's a Saints fan he's going to the Saints Tigers game this weekend and Glenn McKay reports that he'll be going with six Tiger fans and uh, he's sure uh, it's not going to be any, uh, a good day for the Saints. He says, M- knowing my Saints will get toweled tomorrow... He sent this little ditty. Boys, this is just a good warm-up, Andy. All oh, right, Chaps, uh, Tiger song, Tiger's tune. Two, three, oh, 14 goes to one. Against the Tigers, 14 goes to one. Just in the first half, it was 14 goes to one. Oh, boy, did we have fun. Kicked a bang and kicked some more, and they kicked only one. Yes, 14 goals to one. The Saints kicked 14 while the Tigers kicked just one. We were hot, we were bold, they were totally cold. We banged on 14. 14 to one, yeah, 14 goals to There's a little bit of a cheerio to Saints fans, something to uh, smile about. Uh, it was only a few weeks ago, Richo, only about six weeks ago, wasn't it? Less. Yes. Less. And you're playing again. It was last month, yeah. <laughs> you, you played twice in five weeks. Mm. Uh, chaps, uh, our listeners have been uh, writing lots of ditties about the loss of Subiaco. The... Demise yeah. of the ground.
0: So I hope these have been written by people who've actually been there, because Subiaco mm. Oval is a thing that sort of only really exists mm. in imagination to me. Like I, I've seen it on the telly, mm. and I know there's a three tiered stand, mm. but I have Beyond that, it's 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 this distant wonderland
3: that I don't really understand. I think it's a testament to the uh, power of Subi's loss that listeners have been sending these ditties from anywhere. They're moved. They seem to be moving, and so I wrote this myself, despite the listeners. <laughs> you
0: ignored them all and wrote one yourself. No, actually, we've it got, wouldn't be the first time that had
3: happened. <laughs> we've got a few, and we'll try and get to them all. The old home, ground... Now let's put it here. Let's put it here. The old home ground is run down, there's a new one. There's one theme that's emerging from the Subi talk. I think you can guess what it is, Torch. The the old home ground is run down, there's a new one built across town. But will the new one have the same one-sided fervour? If there's one thing we expect them doing, it's loud, sustained and biased, booing. Cause western crowds they're booing is world class sing boys Yes they'll all come, come from Kojina from, from Albany and Manjimup They'll come to boo at anything that moves. Then I look out on all Subi Yes. So, Ruby Dooby Doo. <laughs> On the headquarters of the world's best booers. And I wonder if that new home ground will reverberate to the same old sound. Cause Western peoples, they were born to boo. Yes, they'll all come from June to love From yelling up and stick it up They'll come to boo Cause that's just what they do Yes, they'll all come from Cojun up From Albany and Mangimup. They'll come to boo at anything that moves, yes, down at Old Shooby. Doobie, rubie,
0: doobie, doobie. Oh, I thought you were going to go into an extended
1: <laughs> <laughs> spoken word. <You> know,
2: <laughs> it's just nice to look at the words "subieco."
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, th-
5: it is
4: not. I think
1: that's the first time I've seen "ruby dooby dooby" <laughs> writ- written on the sheet. Todd, <laughs> <So, And,
4: so, laughs> you're the resident WA expert, mm-hmm. having been over there mm-hmm. playing for old Easts yes. there. <laughs> um, where does anyone know where the word Subiaco, the names, is it anywhere else in the question. world? I don't you know, know, but I'm,
1: have, I'm assuming it's an Italian word. Okay. Yeah. and It might be a place in that, Italy. That might be yeah. a bit of a stretch to yeah. assume that.
3: Yeah. It's, <clears throat> and, and it's the, it, I actually more, saw
1: Led Zeppelin play at Subiaco over. Mm.
2: <laughs> hey wow. Siri, yeah, mm. oh, he's asking Siri, where does the word Subiaco come from?
7: Okay, I found this on the web for where does the word Sebiaco come from.
2: Oh. Take a look. Actually, I wanted you to do it. I thought you looked <laughs> it up myself. <laughs>
5: yeah. What's
6: the point? Sorry.
4: You get told to look everything up. You know, who won the grand final last year? Look it up.
3: <laughs> oh. yes. Hey, Peter Steinfoot of uh, North East Victoria. In fact, I think he might have been up at the Albury show. Last week sent this idea. We did this together. Inflatable anchors come down, soon to be vacant land. Soon you will faintly hear ghostly booing from crumbling stands. Throw in the ghosts of Juddy, Langdon, and cousins, too. Jakovic, Sumich, Cox, and Matera, and a crowd who are famous for knowing how to boo. Yeah, it's got a yeah, lot of chords.
0: Yeah, Elton John will test anybody, won't he?
3: Well, certainly getting the pitch of the booze <laughs> uh, certainly stretched out, boys. <laughs> so goodbye to Subiaco, to Burgewood, the feral fans go. Farewell, the ghosts of the Longmures, Clive Waterhouse and Trent Crow. Goodbye, the great Sean McManus and Delaney Mainwearing, too. Oh, they're moving home in WA. Bet you they'll never forget how to boo. <laughs> we won't even try to play the chords. Uh, oh, now, uh,
0: there's a thought. If, for all future mass booing attempts have to be done to that tune. How good would that be? And the Benedictine monks named uh, Subiaco yeah. after Subiaco, the suburb in Rome. Oh, right? Well spotted, in fact, thanks,
4: Richard. Well, did you look that up? No. A- an <laughs> advice from Siri. <laughs> I, I
0: just, I just, I just Made did what up. Siri said.
4: Well, Dave has actually sent us a, hmm? uh, something on the Twitter to say Subiaco is a village in Italy, oh. and further uh, advises that Bishop Salvado and his Catholic missionaries settled Subiaco. Right.
3: And, uh, yeah. and it would be Arco, wouldn't it, Torchy? Is yeah. that it's
4: it's just, Subiaco?
0: It's, it's really—it's yeah. more of a mm. Roman suburb now yes. than oh. a village.
2: Really. Okay. That sounds like the name of one of Champs' weekend bands. The Bishop <laughs> Salvado and his Catholic missionaries. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You better
3: use Jesus. that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jane Horns uh, had a crack. Has she? Yeah, and I, I haven't worked out the course, Jane, but uh, she she's gone for the concept quality side. Oh well, Jane writes, So glad we have eighteen quality, quality. sides in the comp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see me now. Whoever you're playing, you'll know you're playing against the quality side. Quality side. Every team is no team, and no team isn't a quality, quality side. Quality side. Whether they're top or whether they're bottom, they're a quality side. Quality side. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> quality side. side. <laughs> and I hadn't, didn't stop to work out the collusion. So have you, that, haven't been
4: too many BGs numbers over the years, but they're just starting to get a bit of looking mm, Yeah.
3: Well, one of the reasons there hasn't been is because how do you go... <laughs> could you sing up there? For me... Well, they could. Yeah. So, one more for this little segment. Mm. Peter Sim, a uh, regular. Like Peter. Now, Peter's been writing for us, to us for ten years, as has, you know, Richard Evans, Jane Harris, Noel Dennison, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, Doug Long, and on they go, John Oak. Mm. And Peter Sim uh, is D's man. Mm. And he's what a day for the D's mm. Peter only sends a half a dozen a year now Because he's, you know He's a quality writer <laughs> It's
1: a Collingwood home game you know. Is, that, is, it? is mm. that a class of
3: traditional rivals, that yeah. game? <laughs> so we did mm. this together It is mm. uh, <laughs> We have cancelled our September holiday What a nuisance that we'll have to wait Love our south of France September holidays But the D's look like they'll make the 8 I guess we're going to wait The Chamonix resorts they're calling This time of year they do great raids. But wouldn't you know our demon boys They just might make the 8 So call the travel agent on the Monday morning Hold the chalet on the matter horn Number four is gonna, gonna show the world How a legend is born How a legend is born Last verse Number seven should be riding one more week And our favorite's number 23 Number one's about to set the world on fire Never doubt of those mighty Premieres as we can be, woody Pray as we can be, woody
0: Hmm. Do you think that? that, that, that what if Colin would do it for bucks?
3: Oh, someone mm. else
1: will have to do it for Dean. Mm-hmm. For they Booney. Might be, they might be doing it for Scotty Burns, because I believe he's on his way to Hawthorne. Oh. Torch, you've played league football. A very long did, time
0: again. How often in a game did you do it for somebody <laughs> completely unrelated? <laughs> to what was the matter at uh, hand? In
1: one word? <laughs> Never. No. <Never.
5: laughs>
4: nah. so, so obviously last night, one side did it for Hodgie, but the other side didn't do it for football Bob. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, they, they should have played a draw under that uh, theory. <laughs> uh, Last week, yes. we went up to Aubrey's mentioned. Thank you, okay. everyone, that came along. And on the way, we thought we'd pop in for a lunch break at Euroa, who play in the GV. Um, in the, uh, the Golden Valley. And they were playing at home to t- t- Tat. Yes. Mm. And we and went. It
0: was pretty much top playing bottom. Yeah.
4: And yet, yeah, Tat were taking it up to uh, the they top uh, side early in the game. We uh, had a Henry's hot dog, which was magnificent. And then at quarter time, wandered out to the huddle. And giving the address was a very fresh faced young fella. Who we discovered is the playing coach, but he wasn't playing last week due to injury. But uh, we thought we'd better track down a bit about JD Hayes. He sounds like he's actually on the USPGA <laughs> to US PGA golf tour. That's right. And JD is on the line right now. Good morning, JD.
6: Good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No worries. Now, how old are you? Uh,
1: I'm 22 years old. Mm. Oh, we were told 21. We don't need to talk to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, JD, Hayes is a very famous name around you. Any relation? Yeah, um,
6: David's my father. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: so that's why you were wearing a cap with
4: Cox plate on it.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so tell us about your, your, your
0: coaching background. Uh, it, at 21 years of age is, is very, very young to jump in, not just as a coach but a, as a playing coach. What, what coaching have you done previously?
6: Um, I've come from the Footscray in the VFL, so officially no coaching really. However, at your role, the reason why I volunteered for the job was because I thought I could bring a lot of the fresh, new football that I learned at the Footscray two-year-old. Mm. And I had a lot of experience around me, such as players like Nathan Gilliland, who previously coached the side, and Chris Burke, the assistant, and Kev Stora, who's a Hall of Fame coach. So they support me in my first year, and I've learned a lot this year, and I'm hopefully developing more as a coach to bring your to success in coming years.
0: That's fabulous. JD, tell us, what was in in your mind when you were thinking, I'm going to put my hand up to coach here? What, what made you think you wanted to do it?
6: Um, I've got a real passion for Euroa because I consider myself a local boy because I played juniors there before I went to the VFL. Mm -hmm. And um, I really wanted to do it. So I feel like the drive and I've put in the extra yards and implemented this game plan, which is working. And I firmly believe in that game plan. If I was going to come back and play by anything, I wanted to play by that one. Mm -hmm. And um, we're slowly getting the rewards through hard work now.
4: Sadly we didn't get to see you play Because they told me that you'd done a quad training last week
6: Yeah I strained my quad but I'm back this week It was only a minor one
4: and so, how, did you treat it with some something you use on the horses, or <laughs>
6: <laughs> no? I, I was actually in the water walker. <laughs> no joke, I was in the water walker. That's a cold, cold uh, emerging. So, uh, Joe, we enjoyed
0: that. the game uh, yeah. last Saturday? We after we'd eaten our Harry's hot dog, we Henry's, came out. We, Henry's hot dog, we came out. listened to your uh, address to the players, and we went back and got it. Got a chicken steak from oh, it. Yeah. They were good, but th- the bulldogs were really turning it on against you, weren't
6: they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the hot dogs are a great hit at Euroa, <laughs> so they <laughs> so keep the supporters happy if we're not playing great football. But thankfully, we turned it on in the second half. Full credit to Tat—they came out firing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a good, good, sound game. It was
4: a good game. The skills were on display. You know, that, you know, hmm. we see a lot of top level for these days. Well, and there was one last Saturday at the MCG where they had 50 ball ups. It was stoppage after stoppage, but yours was a nice, clean, open, skillful game.
6: Yeah, we've identified one of our strengths this year is our speed, because we're not overly tall, so Mm -hmm. if we keep bombing it down the line, stoppage after stoppage, we might get beat, so we've had to explore other avenues to kick a winning score.
3: That's a bit tactical for country football.
6: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds all flashy in that, but basically we just take it off the line and run, and Roll the die <laughs> now,
0: now j d obviously you've got a you've got a f fi- a final series to concentrate on but i I get the sense you want to go on with the coaching. Is the club going to put you through the coaching course now
6: uh yeah i've done a cert one uh-huh and uh yeah this coaching thing i'm happy to do it for the next couple of years so um if the club's willing to Put me through more certificates and whatnot. So level, level two, here my, we come. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they they
0: are very very good, aren't they? The coaching courses.
6: Yeah, absolutely. They make you look at the game in a different light, and it's uh it'd be silly not to do it. Mm.
1: And are you involved with the horses as well, JD?
6: Yes, I am. I've, I've got a that is my true passion, horse racing. Mm. Okay. So um, yeah, I, I work with the horses um every morning for oh. dad.
5: Okay.
1: Uh, you are you able to concentrate on the footy and get, get ready for the spring carnival <laughs> at the same time?
6: <laughs> well, we've uh, got 14 runners at Mooney Valley and I've got all my bets on and they're running during the game so I could be a millionaire by the end of the day. <laughs> so so <laughs> the
4: runner might be busy today. <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, so so
6: you've got, you got one for us today? Yeah, we, um, we've got live chances in the first four races but we've got a very nice fairly resuming called Tulip Sure. Yes, yes, yeah, she yeah, she, um, she impressed as a two-year-old, and I think she'll go on with it as a three-year-old. So looking for a very bold showing today.
4: Yeah, so the, the the two-year-olds are racing, like the twenty-two-year-olds coaching, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and 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 back at, back yep. at the the Golden Valley Footy League, what have you, Rowa, got in prospect with the finals coming up? Well,
4: they've got to play Seymour first of all today, don't you?
6: Yeah, we're playing Seymour, and if we knock off the Lions at home, we finish third. Yep. And we've got Benella first round, mm-hmm. and however, if we don't win today, we've got fourth and got an inform Rochi.
5: Ooh. Ooh!
0: So there's no easy pathway.
6: No, nah, no, nah, absolutely not. But if um if we fall over in the first hurdle and finals, we're probably not good, good enough to go the journey anyway. Right, but I now, think we are.
4: One final question: I'm sure everyone's been screaming at their radios for us to ask. What does JD stand for?
6: James David.
4: James David. Okay. I didn't think mum and dad said, we'll call this one JD. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, uh,
6: to be honest, we ran out of grandfathers. So Ben's named after Colin, dad's named after Kenneth, who was my mum's father, yeah. and I got Dad. We ran out of grandfathers. <laughs> you've done
0: all right. You've done very well, J.D. J.D., thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, all, all the best, uh, not just with the horses, but with especially the, the, uh, the, the, the rest of the footy season you've got in front of you. Uh, it's a fantastic thing you're doing as such a young man, yeah. co- coaching a senior side. All the very best. No worries. Thank you for having me. Good. J.D. Hayes, having just turned 22 now, playing coach of Euroa in the GV Footy
4: League. And I'm no doubt there are some other coaches around the state or the country that, can match that or even better it. There might be a twenty year old. Someone's
0: bound to suggest that now would be a good time to hit the phones if you want to join the quiz in a few minutes time. One three hundred triple two seven seven four is the number one three hundred triple two seven seven four. But right now we want to take you back to nineteen eighty eight. With you know Subiaco closing down, who could who could forget those early heady days of the Eagles when they first started playing at Subiaco, running around in those jumpers that had the silly wings on the side? Oh, uh, the, the the West Coast Eagles were playing Fitzroy at the MCG, and uh, Matt Armstrong running around in the Lions jumper had the ball. 41 times oh, for the 41 possessions, playing for Fitzroy against West Coast, and Matt joins us online now. Good morning, Matt. Welcome to the Kudamins. Good
10: morning, men. How are we?
4: We're good. Yeah, good to talk to an old Roy boy from back in those days when we used to hang around there a bit. Yeah, it's a long time ago now. It is. Yeah. And, then the, and then some of the boys here ran into Roozie during the week who was and, reminiscing about those days. And
3: Roozie, uh, cut a fine figure, he's very slim and fit. Are you the same, Matt?
10: Oh, no, I wouldn't go as slim as Roosie would be. I think the boys are doing a little bit of running. Him and Jimmy White and uh, Michael Carl and those type of boys that I played with many years ago are still doing a little bit of fitness work, so I, I believe they were in reasonably good nick.
4: Can you remember the game in 1988 when you racked up 41
10: possies I do remember that game. Good. I do.
4: It's a first for this.
5: It's <laughs> a long,
10: long time ago, a long time ago. In no, but I do remember the game. Uh, they were, as you mentioned, they were uh, a new, I guess, a new team on the block, weren't they? They came yes. into the competition. And uh,
0: and they played this strange brand of football where they ran around in circles all the time and never did any
1: tackling.
10: <laughs> exactly. They were very, very, very non contact uh, game when
1: you played them. It's oh. funny. Why were you playing at the MCG? Because it wasn't your home ground at the time.
10: No, it was. Princess Park was our yeah. uh, home ground, I believe, back then. So yeah. I'm, I'm unsure. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was a Friday night game, I mm-hmm. think. And we very rarely played at night, um, especially back then. Must anyhow. have
0: suited you to get 41 possessions. Were,
10: were you playing on the wink Matt? Well, no, I was playing in the middle. I was yeah. playing through the midfield. I, I must admit, I, there wouldn't have been a lot of accountability going on <laughs> you know, to, to rack it up forty one times. But uh, I don't know. I don't think I really went past, the, I guess, the centre line that often. I wouldn't run in defence too far either. But um,
5: you wouldn't. Have no, been. I
10: think I just had one of those nights. I remember just. I remember back of the stoppages, the ball just rolling, and, and a lot of people player that play the game and get a lot of the ball in. whatever level they're playing sometimes the ball just rolls out you know I just had one of those nights mm-hmm. where wherever I went where I was trying to get a drink off the, the water or <laughs> something like that seriously I, I remember I was about 150 metres off the play calling for the water boy to come out and the damn thing come to me again I just, it was just one of those nights <laughs> yeah. where it just it just keeps coming your way yeah.
2: you wouldn't have had a chance to play on the uh, MCG that often Matt
10: no, not a lot. Not until I, I moved to North Melbourne many years later. Few years later, that uh, we played uh, obviously a lot of games and a lot of Friday night games here at the MCG. Why did you move to North? I think probably more just had a little bit more success. I was coming, you know, I was coming towards the end of my career as such, and uh, to leave Fitzroy, which was a fantastic club, there were fantastic people there. But uh, I just wanted to have a little bit of success and play in some more finals or finals,
1: mm-hmm. um, and it, it panned out well. Matt, you um, had a horrific knee injury at one stage, didn't you? Um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, how, how did you get through that? Because it was that uh, was tough. Yeah, tough back then. I. Um, those are for uh, your listeners. I
10: tore my anterior cruciate, my posterior cruciate, my lateral ligament, and destroyed the lateral capsule in my knee. And oh. It was um, described to me as a, a, in a motorbike accident, mm. so it was really bad. And it, it took you know 16 months to get back to playing uh, uh, football at AFL level. I probably wasn't the player uh, I was prior to to the incident. I probably lost a, a yard of pace. Mm. But uh, it was tough work. But um, you know, you learn from those things.
0: Mm. Matt, if we can go back to the MCG in 1988, that, that game where you had had the ball 41 times, do you remember who your West Coast opponent would have been that night? I
10: think it might have been Malaxos. That- mm. Malaxos. <laughs> yeah, I think it might <laughs> have been. Yeah, I man. think it might have been. Steve yeah. And, that makes sense. Yeah.
5: and he, he
4: knew how to get the ball. We've had him on this same segment.
10: Yeah, no, he could play. He was a very good player. As I said, there wasn't a lot of accountability going on. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been him on one side, me on the other. Mm. So.
4: And, and, and as well as racking up 41 uh, possessions, can you recall how many metres you gained? <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the big go these days, Matty.
1: Yeah, metres
10: gained, and yes, no, it looked like. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> it would have been very wide, me, put it that way. Or you would, uh, and you,
1: you had the benefit of having Big Johnny Ironmonger putting it on your chest as well.
10: Well, I tell you, and he was a very good ruckman, mm. very good ruckman, Big Johnny. Uh, very underrated. He—he uh, he, he certainly uh, looked after the smaller players around the stoppages. He was fantastic.
4: Well, you yeah. had yeah, Johnny Ironmonger and Matty Rendell.
10: Yeah, Big Big Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, no, yeah. Big Bundy. Yeah, he could go forward a little bit, uh, Matty. So, um, no, very good players.
4: Now, now there must have been an even better player than you that night because our research shows you only got two votes for the Brownlow that night. In fact, Johnny Munga got the three.
10: There you go. There you go. Um, we just yeah, got that. He, fed, he fed me all night. Yeah, so, uh, no, he's a, he's a good player, Johnny. Now, Obviously, Matt, you, you have no a look
0: knows. at the Fitzroy side from that game, and there's some there's some names to conjure with. You know some fabulous footballers, uh, Paul Broderick, uh, Michael Gale, but also some blokes who've kicked on a bit. You know, Scott Clayton, who's mm. you know a backroom genius of football, mm. Mm. Uh, Leon Harris, who, who's, a, who's a done marvelous work in developing the game, and then of course you've got Paul Ruse and Ross Lyon and, and they, Johnny
10: Blakey, they,
4: John yeah.
0: Blakey. They They've all kicked on a bit.
10: Oh, they have kicked on a bit. I guess John Blake would have played in the back line. Roosie would have played in the back line. Was Lynchy still there? Lynch, yes, not. he played yeah, in that yeah, game. Yeah, he, was still there. Yeah, he was still there. Michael Gale, as you mentioned. So that was a fairly handy back half of the ground. So it gave you a lot of confidence. When the ball went in, you could certainly scoot out to the other side of the ground knowing the ball was going to come back out to you. So, <laughs> No,
4: some very good players. And well, you only, it was a good-looking line-up, but you only won six games for the year, I think. Yeah, I can't remember back then. Was
10: it six? Yeah. Was? I thought we 1988. Won, right? Yeah, six wins. Oh, 1988, yeah. yeah. That was the second year, yeah. yeah. Six, yeah. six and fourteen. Well, that would have been just
1: after... I think after. we were under Parker. Yeah, we were playing a lot of younger players. I think hmm. that was only my second year. Probably Paul Broderick's first year. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it was probably a development team back then. It would, it would have been just after the Bernie Quinlan era. That's right. The 96, I think
10: they played in the finals in... Nine, oh, 80, sorry, 86. 86 yeah. 86, yeah. And then they started to rebuild again from 87 onwards.
0: And, Matt, you, you finished up at North Melbourne. Your last season was 96. And uh, what have, what's what been your involvement in footy since?
10: So I um, I work for the AFL. I work for the AFL in Tasmania. So mm. I've been probably in the talent... A bit like Leon Harris. Yep. Mm. More. So I've been doing a very similar role to Leon Harris for a long time in Tasmania, over the last 15, 17 years. So I come back here as a coach, first of all, went through the coach down here, had a reasonable success at coaching, then went under Lee Matthews at the the Brisbane Lions, and then come back to Tassie. And from there, I've been back ever since and working in in the development area. Tremendous.
4: And just to confirm that uh, lack of accountability on the night, (laughs) I've I've just had the Eagles stats put in front of me. And while you racked up 41... Stephen Malaxos, <laughs> he racked up thirty one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh,
5: right. that's, that's
4: what the fans love to see. <laughs> that's it, exactly. Swift,
10: Swift ball movement.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. I have to ask you the obvious question: Can Tassie get a get a team into the AFL?
10: Oh, I believe so. Look, with the draft, we can. Now, I, I do. I, I believe so. I, I think we'll be uh, capable and able. To do, we've got great facilities here. We, we, we could produce enough talent we have over the years and over the journey. Um, it's just uh, hopefully it's a matter of, uh, matter of time that we, we get it uh,
0: It's a great question Torch asks, Matt, and you're obviously very close to it. There's a school of thought that says if, if it is going to happen, the team needs to be either one or the other, Hobart or Launceston. Have you got a view on that?
10: No, I, no, it's Tasmanian full stop. It's got to be everyone,
0: all in? Yeah, it's,
10: oh, it's got to be all in. Look, we're only 500,000 people, half a million people down here, so it's got to be all in. So
0: some games no. in both?
10: Of course. Yeah, yep. my word it is this. Yep. Oh, my word, but uh, we've got to take the, you take the game to the people, and... Um, I believe, down here, it, it should happen. Look, Hawthorne have done a wonderful job down here. They really yeah. have playing in the Launceston area, and now North Melbourne's doing a wonderful job in Hobart. So, it can, you know, we just... Well, it, shows you, it shows you
0: can play games here, doesn't it?
10: Oh, my word does. We've got yeah. two fantastic facilities in, in Bell Reve, or Brunston Arena, and now Utah Stadium, you know. So we've got
5: the facilities
10: no. and so
0: on. So. I think everyone in footy would love to see it. And uh, you're talking about local support of footy, Matt. You'll be pleased to hear Fitzroy are playing today. It's uh, it's the last round. They're, they're, they're playing at Brunston. Brunswick Street, and they've they've got to win to avoid relegation out of B grade in the
10: AMOS. Well, let's hope they win. Yep. Let's hope they get over the line. Go, Roy's. Go, boys.
4: Got your money you Thanks then. a lot, Matt.
0: Matt Armstrong had the ball 41 times against his opponent, Steve Molaxos, who had it 31 <laughs> times in 1988. You're with the Kudamans. It's quiz time. Mm. The number for the quiz is 1300 222 Who's your first contestant, do you? It's Brendan
4: in Kyneton. Good morning, Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Yes, Brendan, are you there? Hello, Good, thank oh, you, Brendan. Now, Brendan. Yes. Uh, let's get down to business. Euroa, we watched them play last week and we've just interviewed their coach, J.D. Hayes. What colour colours does Euroa wear? Do they wear red and white, black and white, or green and gold? Black and
5: white.
4: Oh, black and white. Came screaming over the top of the pack there. Uh, they were playing tat. Uh, did tat wear yellow and black? Red and black or red, white and blue? Red and black.
3: Oh, Oh, bad luck.
4: Oh, dear. Thanks, boys. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Well done. Uh, Edwina is in Parkville. Hello, Edwina. I'm a conduit
6: for my father, whose name is
4: Anthony. Is that okay? A conduit? (laughs) Yeah, I I, know nothing.
6: I know nothing
4: about football, so my father's taking over uh, right now. No, no, you, no. You, no, no you, we you you want you to surprise on. yourself. Oh, you oh, might I'm surprise here. yourself, Edwina. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Try this, Edwina. Tat, Tatura that is, Where? what colours are they? Wear yellow and black or red, white and blue? Yellow
6: and
3: black. Oh, oh Edwina.
4: Oh. <laughs> I was just about to give you a clue. <laughs> um,
3: well, lovely to have a proxy phone yeah, call. Right? Thanks
0: for playing, Edwina. Try again next week. Uh,
4: Bad luck. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to Ethan in Glen Iris. Uh, I guess I your clue or
7: something.
4: Hello? Hello, Ethan? Hello? Hello? Ethan in Glen Iris? Yes. Ethan, can you confirm that Tatura wears red, white and blue? I can confirm that. Yeah, J.D. Hayes was just talking about the uh, Bulldogs, so that should have been a help for you. Uh, Luke Hodge finished up last night. He was chaired off the ground. Who chaired him off? Was it... Roughhead and Burgoy- Burgoyne, Roughhead and McAvoy, or Roughhead and Gunston?
10: Oh, God, I, I, I stopped watching when they won. Uh, uh, yeah. Roughhead and McAvoy.
4: No, oh, bad no. luck. That's what I would have expected, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good for the heavy lifting. <laughs> mm. uh, bad luck. Let's go to uh, uh, Stephen is in Sydney. Hello, Stephen.
11: Morning, gentlemen.
10: Stephen,
4: mm. are you coming in loud and clear, are we?
11: Uh, over the uh, over the interwebs.
4: Good, right? Are, are you a Swans man?
8: Uh, yes, I am. You going tonight? Uh, unfortunately, a small child uh, prevents that. Oh.
4: well, look, one of my daughters in Sydney. She does babysitting. Give her, a, <laughs> I'll give her a call, and she can go to the footy.
3: What a rape! Uh,
4: oh no, no. no we'll, I'll, we'll talk to you off air. We'll give you an ABC <laughs> cricket book or something. We'll, we'll, we'll make you.
3: We'll make you an offer you can't understand.
4: <laughs> uh, uh, who chaired Hodgie off? Was it Roughhead and Burgoyne or Roughhead and Gunston?
6: Uh, let's go the old guard,
8: Roughhead and Burgoyne.
4: Yeah, that's right. Well done. Now, the photo's on the front page of the Herald Sun, so that I was going to suggest as a reference source, you mightn't have picked up your copy up at Bondi yet. <laughs> uh, who chaired Bob Murphy off? Was it Roughhead, the other Roughhead, Roughhead and Pickin, Roughhead and Hunter, or Roughhead and the Bont?
11: Well, fortunately, I had a look on uh, online last night and they were talking about it, and I can tell you it was Rough Head and the Bont.
4: That is correct, yeah. So two <laughs> Rough Heads got looks <laughs> yeah. in
3: at lifting. But they went for the bond with the obvious, the, the obvious. heavyweight. Yeah.
11: yeah, and tall. Yeah well, yeah, well, yeah, you look at Hawthorne and there's a whole lot of Rough Heads in there.
5: <laughs> Good point. <laughs> hey,
4: uh, the ones? other Sydney teams coming down to Geelong tonight, the Goos. The Goos. The Goos. Have they ever won at Cadinia Park? Yes, no, or Maybe.
5: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
10: uh, part of me just wants to say maybe um, But let's say no No
4: They've never won there And let's say it stays that way, Billy Have they played there? Yes, yes two or three times oh. yep. uh, How many games did the Dogs win last year? Was it uh, 13, 14 or
8: 15? I finished seventh Yep so let's let's go to
4: thirteen, and you would not be correct. Oh, Bad luck, I Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't no, it? No,
0: it's a very interesting answer.
4: So thirteen goes. Let's go to uh, Nick. Nick is in Nikki. No, he's not. He's in Q West. Hello, Nick. Nick. Yeah. Oh, Nick. Oh. Uh, in Q West. Never heard of Q West. How many games did the dogs win last year in the home and away? Did they win fourteen or fifteen? Ah, uh, fourteen. And oh, we're getting closer, but not quite. No. So quickly coming up to the news, uh, Logan in Merbu North. Hello, young Logan. Logan.
7: Yeah.
4: Did the Bulldogs win fifteen games last year? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did. And How this sad. year,
0: fifteen wins, and could only get you seventh. seven.
4: And last year, this year, they've only won eleven. So there's the difference. They've mm. lost four more. Oh, well, that'll teach them. That'll teach them. Logan. Logan. You're the winner. Stay
5: Yay. on the line. Like Yay! <laughs> no, good on
0: you. Stay on the line and we'll look after you. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the news. Well. Welcome back to the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Local Radio. Welcome. If you're just joining us, I'm Jeff Richardson. It's good morning again to Greg Champion. Good
3: morning. Torch McGee. Yes,
0: good morning, Richard. Billy Baxter. Hello. Ian Cover Good morning again And uh, Andy Belez, our producer and engineer Who will be joining us shortly Uh, If you've you've just joined us You may may have heard the very sad and shocking news That broke this morning That our former colleague and very good friend Drew Morfitt passed away overnight Uh, We... We've asked listeners to respond on social media and, Andy, you will we'll be going to those very shortly.
3: But first of all, what's in the mailbag, Greg? Genuine mail. Now, we no. get genuine mail on email. Genuine meaning... Old-fashioned. Personal, handwritten. And With a stamp. Of
0: course, all the mail is genuine, but this one has actually got a stamp on it.
3: And I've just opened it just before we've gone to air, O and this is in a lovely sort of hand, and it mm. says, uh, G-Champion could have been ABC studios, mm. studios. And on the back, it's from... Uh, it turns out Marlene Hyde of Allensford in a rather ornate hand.
4: And, and the fact that that has come in the old-fashioned way with a stamp on it yeah. will assist with um, the, the, uh, the the exit uh, um, payout pay for the <laughs> CEO. <laughs>
5: former CEO. That's <laughs> I read about this morning. Yeah, it's
0: good that somebody bought a stamp <laughs> just to help cover those costs.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I, did, I did a gig for, what's his Christian. Uh, Mr Amour and well, flag, who, I don't uh, think
0: uh, Christian's the operative descriptor yeah, no, no, there his <laughs> first name his first
5: name <laughs> when yeah. he was at, <laughs>
3: at nab yeah mm-hmm. uh, i had a uh, we had a rather interesting I, I sent him up on stage and uh, i got a message from his assistant that were saying oh you weren't supposed to do that without checking with me. So, but uh, he just grabbed me by the neck and just uh, strangled yeah. me playfully. So,
4: so uh, after that, your your uh, interest rates went up, and then later on, you paid extra for a stamp.
3: Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Marlene just writes this. Yeah, uh, she says, "Thank you and congratulations on your great show." Mm. Please find and close the rhyme. Uh, uh, it's about Luke Hodge. Yours sincerely, Marlene. He marshals his troops regimental. All business, no stuff, sentimental. Hodgy leads from the front with grit, muscle and grunt. Skills perfectly honed, quintessential. Terrific. There we go, Marlene. You, sh- you should go
1: back to doing poetry. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like a limerick, isn't it, really? It is a limerick. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, someone has actually gone further and mm. sent a song with a folder. Uh, the song's called, obviously, and this is nicely put.
4: James, just hold that up mm-hmm. and I'll get a photo and put it <laughs> on our social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. This has been... Uh, a
3: whole folder. Oh, hang on. Sorry, listeners. Completing... I'm not very good at this. I'll just... guess you could get Siri to do it for you. Yeah.
4: <laughs> What's she up to Just look at me.
3: Yeah.
4: And there we yeah. go. That's a lovely folder.
3: Now, Barry Cribben writes... Uh, he says... Uh, uh, here's our ditty. And he says that... Uh, Please excuse ye old Australia post-parcel. And he says that he's been listening to the songs for a long time. Thank you Barry for yours. Finally uh, then uh, Graham Thornton of Mildura writes thanks for playing the song I requested and my Saturday mornings will be bereft in six weeks. Gee might have to go shopping with the wife. Mm. So good luck there Graham. And finally on two, two little things in Australia... Uh, in an Australian First tomorrow, a few of us will be racing, a few coulda beans, a Four Family Peace Foundation and Beyond Blue will be racing slot cars in Camberwell uh, to raise help, money and help with those causes. If you want to go, nine double eight 91 from about 11am onwards. And the last one is John McPherson and his Robbie Flower applause effect. John writes that... Last century, a player was running around for Melbourne who was had a consummate skill set, and we all know who he was. Sublime doesn't cover it, his grace. The trouble was Melbourne was a dud team and their fans would not turn up or leave early. Robbie Flower would weave his graceful magic down the wing and no cheers would be heard because the D fans weren't there. Instead, the ground would resonate to generous applause. Knowing the Melbourne fans had deserted, the opposition fans ensured that Robbie Flower's feats were appropriately acknowledged by... Creating what we term the Robbie Flower applause effect. Mm. Have any other players ever created the Robbie Flower effect? Probably not. Mm.
4: And from the Facebook, uh, Dennis, uh, apropos of our discussion with Euroa coach JD Hayes, who's just 22, uh, Dennis said uh, Nathan Gilliland coached Sandhurst in 2007, aged about 21. And coincidentally, he came from Uroa and later coached Uroa, oh. age 29. And I think JD
0: mentioned him. Yeah, so oh, there I you like go. It. Gave him credit for helping him out. Now, uh, over to you now, Andy Belez And uh, a belated good morning to you Good morning, Richard uh, good morning, uh, We've we've given over our, our Twitter and Facebook feed this morning to you The listeners in tribute to our, uh, our late colleague and friend Dr- Drew Morford, who passed away overnight, aged 69 And uh, we've asked people to tweet in their favourite memories of Drew And Andy, we've got some beauties
11: Yeah, we certainly do, Richo And first of all, I'd like to Add my um, shock and and sadness to yours. Drew was a wonderful colleague oh, in the yeah. ABC. As a very young man, at the uh, when I first came here, he was so generous with his time. And mm. as a as a star and as a as a um, an icon of of broadcasting, he could have just mm. thought, "Who's this silly kid?" But he was always oh, yeah. good for a laugh, good for a story, oh, and, it, and a really wonderful friend to mm, all of us. So, um, yeah. yeah, valet uh, Drew,
3: down to earth person yeah. without a doubt.
11: Yeah. And uh, before everyone gives their favourite memories, mine was, it was 10 years ago this year, we did a country footy uh, broadcast mm. from the Coraline Footy Club. Yep. Uh, you'll see the photo on the Twitter question and on our Facebook page. And Drew came down and was a could-have-been for a day, because he lived just down the road at um, mm. from Coraline near koo rup and uh, the, his property was out there, and he came down and had a great time. And uh, that was a, a wonderful memory for for all yeah. of us. And that was
4: the day when they called for a count.
11: They did, and and it was Drew that spotted it. He said, "What's <laughs> going on here?"
4: Well, they're, they're, they're lining up, and he'd never seen one in all the years of calling oh, football oh, himself.
11: Gee. Yeah, the snake pit down there, yeah. and the bus, and yeah, yeah, he had a he had a ball, and we did too. So uh, he didn't a, mind a frothy, did he? He certainly didn't. He also didn't mind wearing loafers with no socks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a very cricket season look. <laughs> yeah, it is
11: okay, so. Uh, Kylie said, Drew was a special guest at an MCC young member's farewell to the old long room. Average age was 30. Drew closed the joint down. (laughs) Uh, Michael uh, tweeted a few times, uh, but he said, uh, Drew's words after the siren went in Fitzroy's last game, the end of an era, the end of an age. So he called the the Fitzroys last game. He called the Fitzroys. Uh, Another commentary memory from Luke. Mm. Loved his commentary when Peter Dacos in the forward pocket at Victoria Park kicks another impossible goal. Three kicks, three goals. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Giggs loved seeing Drew's glorious bouffant grow in size on the winners week (laughs) after week, (laughs) and it was very easy to tell when he'd finally had a haircut. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the afro.
3: Mm, that's
4: right. I love the Tarelgan Tiger one too. June 88, Richmond and Carlton, Friday night at the G. Uh, the game was delayed on seven. Drew kept hinting Richmond coming back <laughs> and saying, don't go to bed yet. <laughs> 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 you can hear him saying it too. Uh, uh,
11: Michael... Uh, mm. Also, and, and actually uh, this is a memory that I'd forgotten of But do you remember how much Drew loved Daisy Thomas? Yeah, he did That was when his he was favourite time, player His favourite player
4: Particularly in the 2010 Premiership yeah. year oh. Yeah, yeah the, he did Michael
11: remembered the man crush that Drew oh. had on Daisy Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Duke of Cricklewood remembers Drew many years ago doing Sheffield Shield with Keith Miller Ah. Oh. But um, they wouldn't
4: have called much cricket.
11: This is one of my favourite from uh, our colleague and Drew's <laughs> colleague Corbin Middleness, uh, yeah. who was in Perth for a number of years as a caller. He's now based in Sydney. Corby said he brought him to a mate's 22nd birthday drinks at the Perth Casino. Before long, Drew was holding court, running a two-up school.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there was one too from Michael Marshall, talking about like you know moments in footy. Mm-hmm. So you've got him calling the last Fitzroy game. Mm. Uh, and also, Michael claims, or well, says, and "I'm quite, I'm sure it's true." Uh, his famous commentary in the jacket waving game, and it's at the end of the game that it weighs, and 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 Drew calling out, "Look at Kevin Sheedy!" Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, Sheedy's <laughs> had the jacket. Up.
11: Uh, Ma- Michael's a blind man, and he does uh, oh. put put an addendum to all of the tweets that he's made saying that the excellent rise and fall of his voice, which is a blind man, put me right in the vision of the play. Oh, wonderful.
3: How about that? Uh,
11: Where do we go next? The tone of
3: his voice was something special. Mm.
11: Matt remembers his wonderful cricket commentary with Kerry O'Keefe. Matt's never laughed so much listening to the cricket. Uh, Where do we go next? Rhett Bartlett, uh, Rhett Bartlett being Kevin Bartlett's son and a friend of the show, he tweeted, in the Channel 7 days, the old man, meaning Kevin, would often communicate a commentate with Drew, and I was always greeted with an arm around the shoulder and, it's the Bartlets!
4: <laughs>
11: oh. Oh. Uh, there are so many more. Yeah. David actually re- lo- said he loved watching The Winners Rebooted on Fox Footy, which was just the last couple of years which that Drew hosted. It was a return to TV for Drew. I saw a few of those, and it was fantastic. Um, and everyone just remembered how wonderful it was. Uh, To listen to Drew Scott said Without Drew and Kerry O'Keefe My marriage would have been short-lived They helped convey my love of test cricket To my then cricket novice wife Mm. And he did He got a message across and I always said when people have spoken to me about who I would model my broadcasting on, I've often said Drew because mm. he was a communicator and he was a conversationalist and he was just a, a wonderful guy. Mm. Um, and I'll leave you with this one from our Facebook page. Adrian said he ran into him in a portable dunny at Carrara <laughs> just after the Cats kicked the record score against the Bears in 92. <laughs> While they were standing next to each other, yeah. Drew confidently confirmed that it was, in fact, a record score. <laughs>
5: <laughs> thank you
11: thank no, you, Andy yeah. uh, And thanks
0: to everyone who tweeted or sent things through On Facebook or emailed or texted F- Far more than we can possibly read out But they are all there for you to have a look at and share If you just go to kudameans.com.au That's just au. There's links through to our tr- Twitter feed Links through to our Facebook
3: On the subject of Drew's voice We have the champions of the times McGilvray. Charlton mm. we have uh, Peter Booth and yeah. Clark Hansen had great tone. Mm. drew had the tone for, of a master mm. and An that's
4: enthusiastic right. master that 's the thing about it
3: that 's right
0: the
4: joy yeah. of the joy the, of calling the, sport uh, the sheer yeah. joy yeah. of
0: the game yeah. unfolding in front of him, uh, and the attention to detail, like not being the first man to notice that Kevin Sheedy was yeah. waving mm-hmm. the jacket uh,
4: <laughs> and champion your contributor, Richard Evans, if I can just throw one more mm. in. Mm. Uh, remember Tim Lane saying how he was at a long lunch with Drew and mm. realised, Tim, he realised he was in danger of missing catching a plane. <laughs> uh, uh, and he said, I've never missed a plane before. Drew,
11: really? I've
4: missed heaps.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: mm.
11: And Andy? Oh, there's just one more yeah. here that's come in late from our uh, friend Rob Harris who tweets quite a bit. He's oh. um, he's uh, Drew, uh, Rob remembers... First meeting Drew at the Turalgon races. His horse just missed out on a place have never heard anyone swear quite so much. Oh, dear. No, that couldn't be right. No. I think it can. Oh, no. That's true. Loved no. his horses.
0: Thanks again, Andy, and thanks to everybody who tweeted and Facebooked and, and sent us through uh, memories of of Drew Morford, who uh, passed away overnight, age oh. 69. Uh, his, his loss is a is shock to Man. all of us, as I'm sure it is to you. It's, it doesn't seem real.
4: No. It,
0: it really doesn't. It could have been champions. On ABC local radio, and um, yes, it's something of a sombre show this morning. where We're all still just getting over the shock news of, of, of Drew's passing and, and the fact that, that Drew won't be with us anymore, mm. and it's the last round of the season.
4: And we'll talk to Gerard uh, before we finish up, before we hand over to Grandstand today, so um will wrap of, things up on that. Yeah,
0: Speaking of the last round of the season, Yeah. In. Billy, mm. are you
4: both going down to Codinia Park tonight?
3: I am. Regret unable. Mm. Mm.
4: No, Billy's been to his one game of the year.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: the pressure's on. Mm. Mm.
3: You've got to sort out your sock drawer, don't you, Billy? <laughs> no, no, he, he,
4: I think you're just a bit stressed about tonight, are you, Billy?
3: Yes, I get very anxious. It's mm.
4: just,
2: just me. Mm. In
1: your one game of the year, Billy, did you leave early? No, I stayed uh. to
2: the end. No, he
0: enjoyed it. He was a, he was a grown-up theatre-going football-goer. Uh.
1: Well, right. as
4: much as you get anxious about listening mm. later in life, how'd you be... L- How'd you like to be 16 years of age and playing your first game?
0: Because it can't happen anymore. It's been a feature of, of uh, this this season with the Coulda was uh, a segment called Sweet 16, when we talked to players who played their first senior game of VFL football at age 16. This particular player joining us now went on to play another 377, <laughs> finished what? with 378 games, played nearly all of them in the ruck over 19 19? seasons, between 1974 and 1992, played his first game at 16 and a half, Simon Madden. Simon, welcome to the Goodamans.
9: Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Hello, Simon. Very well, Simon. We're
0: very good. Can we wind the clock back to that day when you played your first game? How well do you remember uh, it? Oh, mate,
9: um, it's a long time ago. It was the last year of black and white TV, so that puts it in perspective. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was down at Meroving. Mm-hmm. I was I was on the bench, um, and back then, you know, back then there was no interchange; it was just nineteen twentieth man, and and if somebody. Somebody fell down, you sort of half of you was going, you know, get up, get up. And the other half was saying, slow down. So I not want to get on the ground, you know. And um, it was, anyway, so eventually, eventually, uh, Des Tudden was coach, you know, and he's one of the old style coaches. And um, eventually I got on as uh, late in the third quarter and they said, <laughs> you know, have the old dressing gown, old dressing gown on. And they, and they said, you're on. And so you start to take the dressing gown off and the full message comes through and says, you're on your own at full Ford. You're on Cowboy Neal, oh. <laughs> and you and you sort of put the dressing gown back on and go. No, I don't think I really want <laughs> to. Were you slender as a 16-year-old? Son? Well, I no, put it put it this way. Well, look, oh, two things. Um, uh, two things. It it was like the Scanlan's footy cards. It took two Simon Maddens to make one Cowboy Neal. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, did... and I remember, I remember, I remember going. We had a guest out was coach. We went back to his place. It sort of near sending out afterwards. And I wanted to see myself on um, you know, TV. Oh my God! This school kid's going to see himself on TV.
5: Yeah.
9: And the and the commentary said, "Oh, Madden's on." And when I ran on and said, the commentary said, "Madden's on." president Gee, he's a bean pole. There oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go. I know my place in football. Yeah. So, you
0: were still at school at the time, Simon? Well,
9: look, it's, it's a real strange one, but back then, I was. I was in year 11, and you think about it now, it's ridiculous. You'd play for the school on Wednesday mm. and then for Essendon on Saturday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and at what time between the Wednesday and the Saturday
9: did you know you were picked? Uh, on the Thursday. But <laughs> like listening to the radio? Uh, no, nah, yeah, no, uh, yes, yes. It actually was listening to the radio. I think mm. I d- can't remember. So you've, w- nothing, so you've walked
0: walk down to the goal square. What did what did the cowboy say to you?
9: Well, well, this is the, this is the thing. I'm full forty full back, and he's standing there with his arms folded, legs apart, mm. and absolutely di- didn't give me any recognition whatsoever. Ah. I thought that was terrible. <laughs> I thought that was terrible. really. had a little did, bit of respect. Yeah. Yeah. How did you acquit so,
3: yourself on cowboy?
9: Well, no, that was really good. For the last 10 minutes of the third quarter, I kept him kickless. The ball was up the other end. <laughs> uh, look,
3: 19, 19 seasons uh, times about 20 games would equal 380 games, and you've played 378. This seems to suggest that you didn't miss many games at all.
9: Well, no, look, I, I played a few finals, which we we're lucky to, but my first season, I think, I think I played six in the first season. Yep. I played seven in the last season because... I finished in 92. Some said I should have finished in 91, but I kept going, you know, one of those runs. And, uh, mm. But apart from that, yeah, I was pretty good. I was pretty lucky. I didn't have too many injuries, which was really yeah. good. Which, and, uh, mm. Yep.
4: Well, for a ruckman mm. having to clash in the middle all the time and take buffetings and that stuff, you did well to avoid getting injured.
9: Yeah, look, and um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, I, you know, I played over 300 and Justin, no, well, Justin, he only played 332. Didn't oh, play yeah. <laughs> only, <but>. yeah. So... <laughs> We're the only brothers to play over 300 games. And there's a question, is it in the genes? Is the fact that we, well, we never got a hard ball and did we you know, just <laughs> never get into it?
0: Well, I don't know. We might find out. It sounds like you're a <laughs> Oz kick.
9: No, I'm actually, I'm actually down at St. Bernard's. I've got my oldest oldest son
5: mm-hmm.
9: sort of making a, a, vaguely making a comeback towards the end of the season, and he's uh, in the third. So I've got one plane in the thirds, one plane in the twos, and we'll see if we hang around for the seniors. But he's... Uh, <laughs> He was he was in America for a while and he uh, didn't play footy for a few years and he's been helping out down the club so he's made a, he's sort of made a comeback so we're down here cheering. It's and home and the last,
0: home game for the last game that's all right.
9: Yeah, down down here at St so Bernard's as the snake pit. It's, it's a long way from the snake pit now. There's no snakes in the in the in the in the, <laughs> in the in the pavilion now. But in the old days, you never knew. Are those boys bean poles as well, Simon? Ah uh, no, now um, Mary, my wife's very short, and people say, "How did the How did the big fellow marry the short woman?" I said, "It was very simple. Mm-hmm. We met sitting down, family in love, stood up, <laughs> was all too late." And that's it
5: works. <laughs> <laughs> so so
9: they, so they're about, they're just on the, you know, the Collingwood uh, 6 foot. i is just six-two, and Isaac's about six-one. So you know, yeah. mm-hmm. so they yeah, they enjoyed it. Now the other thing, they enjoy their footy. That's the main thing. So that's good.
2: During your career, um, rucking was a lot more physical mm. than it is these oh. days because mm. you were intertwined and uh, it was yes. an impossible task uh, yeah. at, at, at times to get the ball down to your rover or your mm. your midfielder or whatever. Who was the most difficult uh, person to disentangle from?
9: Mm. <laughs> oh, look, I, I have a long list. I mean, I started early. I, I I'm, I'm, You think about the people I've rucked against. I've got a fair bit of experience. I'm against Dempsey, I'm against Thompson, I'm against Swale Roberts. I'm against Justin, who people forget Justin in his heyday was six foot ten and
5: 125
9: kilos. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm giving away about 4.5 inches and about 26 kilos. So it was. Mm. Uh, he was big. Um, Damien, Damien Burkford, Long was a, a great ruckman for a shorter time. I ran into Sh- Sean Wren at the end of my career. Mm. Um, it was just, i played against so many, uh, you know, Munkhurst was a big man. Mm. I, um uh uh, Graham, uh, no, not Graham. A farmer at Fitzroy was six ten. I mean, there's a long list of blokes who were very, very big and hard to ruck against. So it was, uh, um, you know, uh, the galloping gasometer I rucked against oh, yeah. I mean, it just there's it, a long list, but uh, they're all very, very hard. Dempsey had the longest arms. Don Scott, my first game against Don Scott, he kicked me. I didn't. I was seventeen. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> and I, alleged, sorry, allegedly that word thrown in allegedly, and I and I said, sort of, oh, how do I react to that? Do I get angry? Do I just give in? Do I Cry! I don't know what to do. You know, yeah. so
5: there's
9: a lot of lot of a lot of lot, lot of really good rock that I played again. And crackers as well. Crackers oh, can. Cra- well, oh. hang on. that's a good one. Crackers. There's Channel Seven footage of Crackers with his hair swept back, um, screaming and you know spitting and clawing at the ground with his feet. Mm. And everybody sees that. What they don't see is a 19-year-old Simon Madden outside of the camera going. I've got a ruck against you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a
4: great trivia question. That's right. Who was crackers
2: <laughs> pouring
4: the ground? That was <laughs> you.
9: I'm facing this madman. What am I going to
2: do? <laughs> you called for the dressing gown.
1: <laughs> that's what I did. I went for that dressing gown again. <laughs> and did you come across Big Carl as well, Simon? Oh uh, well, now, now he he I did, and he
9: he actually scared me. I mean, mm. like it just because it, it was later in his career at Melbourne, and he had that you know he had that. Mm. a headband to keep the sweat yeah. off out of his eye, mm. and you just didn't know what he was going to do. You sort yeah. of said, I've right. got to watch the play, but I've got to have an eye out the corner there <laughs> just in case. <laughs>
4: hey, and, and as well, of course, you kicked 575
9: goals. I was, I was waiting for you to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's right. so,
4: and And how many of them were kicked while resting and how many when you played games as an actual permanent forward?
9: Oh, like, it's uh, like you, you had days when you – I mean I was lucky enough, you know, good days. You know, I, I think I got a couple of eights and a seven of this. So they must, they would be days when you you know you're you're playing full forward, and then other days, um, you know, you'd be resting down there. You might be able to. Get, and I know. I say that to to the young ruckman now. You've got to have uh, you've got to have more than ruck skills. If you just, especially with the interchange, mm-hmm. if you just. If you just ruck, they, they change off the bench, and, you know, and if in doubt, they might not give you a game. And if, you, if you're able to go forward and kick a goal, two things happen. A, you get more game time, and B, they pay you more money. That's <laughs> <laughs> very important. That's very important.
4: And you've kicked 575 goals and 334 behind, so you've had 900
9: scores. Well, I, you know, I keep saying I spent a, a third of my time at full forward, say, and kicked mm. 575 goals. If they had have left me down there for all of my career, I'd have kicked over 1,700 goals and been the <laughs> leading kick in the history of the game. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, all right.
0: So, Simon, so 16 years of age, you start off, you're sent down to play on Cowboy Neil. How long into, into your career before you were being sent into the ruck regularly?
9: Oh, see, see one of the great things, you talk, you, talk, you talk about an apprenticeship. So my first three years, 16, 17, 18, there's a bloke that you might not know, he's called Graham Moss.
5: Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah.
9: And, in that, and in that three years, he, he kicked. Uh, he got sorry. He got three best in first sort a brown lot. Mm. And sort of what I learned from him very much from that, is that if you first ruck, you don't give the bloke in the forward pocket a chance to take your position. <laughs> no. so, so I reckon, I reckon I rucked about seven minutes a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I watch, I watch what he did and how he did it. So you, you get a, a good example. And then you know he went, he went back to Perth. So they say to you, well, you've got to. You've got to go and be ruck now, and you sort of go, "Oh, okay," but you've you've sort of watched one of the great ruckmen, you know, mm. play, so you get an idea about what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then yeah, and then we had then. You know, I used to think, as you said, with the crackers, you used to think that you know uh, crackers. Can you think that oh, I just run at the bloke hard and hope? And then Sam Newman came down as ruck coach and sort of said, "Well, if you come from an angle, uh, you jump early, you use the opposite hand." And all of a sudden you go, oh, hang on, this this makes a, hell, a whole lot of sense, <laughs> oh, you know. And then you go, all right, I'll uh, I'll try this, and then you start to get better. So it was, uh, you know, it was. Uh, and look, it's inter- You know, the whole the whole experience is great because I, you know, people say I played state footy, and people say, oh, look, you know, you you're a great state player. And I said, well, think about this. I I go into the centre. And you've got in the centre waiting for me is you've got Jared uh, Healy Brownlow medalist, mm. uh, Greg Williams Brownlow medalist, and mm. Flea Waitman, the best rover Richmond had. And you sort of go, well, I've got no excuses. I better do something right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame the blokes on the ground, you know. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, so no, all good memories, right? Very, very good yeah. memories. And
0: Simon, one last one. Looking at looking at the, the eighteen sides today, which ruckman
9: do you like? Oh, look! There's a, there's a couple of like, man. I thought um, I, I, I like uh, Max Maxi Gorn. Mm. I think is he's just got a style that's. Is uh, could, you know it's just, it's the same as years ago and it'll be the same if you can rock like that you, you, in, in the modern era you're going to have a really good influence and he's a very big bloke too and he's mm. done well after his injuries yep. and he's got a sensational beard and it's <laughs> better than the one I had <laughs> <laughs> and people forget the beard we, hey. we should have mentioned it earlier <laughs> before yeah, your time well mate you go, you, go, you go 19 years and you have 5 years with the beard but you always remember the beard don't yeah. worry about that we'll, we'll
0: let you get back to business there at St Bernard's Simon uh, thanks sure for joining 12, us this morning.
9: Scores twelve twelve to seven five. We're going to win. There you go. Okay. Oh, so go
0: off with a smile on your face, Simon. <laughs> thanks again. Good on your boys. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. You, Simon. Simon Madden, who played his first game for Essendon at age sixteen mm. and a half, he was in year eleven, mm.
4: and, and and probably when he went back to play on a Wednesday. The boot would be on the other foot because the other school would go, oh, here comes Simon Madden. That's right. Like yes. he, he going down to face Cowboy. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. You're putting on the other foot. You're with the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Local Radio uh, right now. It's time for mm. more
3: footy songs from Greg Champion. Oh, well, that's good. Cause I've got a few here. Good. And we're going to go with uh, – let's revisit Liam Jones because he it was the story of the year for mine. Mm. Uh, and it was a Tasmanian writer, Brian uh, emailer Brian Hilliard, of mm. Haldon in Tassie, who just sent the idea, and he did just send the uh, match up. Just said that song, that theme, from the top, uh, gentlemen and ladies, if there are any. Two, three, and Liam Jones, superstar. You are a blue super duper star. Liam Jones, superstar. You're not the one that they thought you were. Drafted to the Doggies in 2008. It looked as if the scrap heap was to be your fate. Traded to the Blues after six tough years. Playing in the Rizzies, it seemed the end was near. Don't you get me wrong! 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 superstar you are the blue super duper star Liam Jones superstar you're not the one that they thought you are Been a long, long journey, dogs to cotton twos. Nine years trying to make it, had nothing left to lose. Just when it appeared, your lead career was gone. You're not an ugly duckling, you're a beautiful swan. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't you get me wrong? Don't get me wrong. Don't you get me wrong? Don't get me wrong. Don't you get me wrong? Wrong, wrong. Liam Jones, superstar, you are the blue super duper star Liam Liam Jones Jones. superstar you're not the one that they thought you were Don't don't you get me wrong don't you get me wrong don't you get me wrong don't you get me wrong
0: you, get me wrong. you just love the Don't You Get Me Wrongs, <laughs> don't you? You just don't want to stop. <laughs> I,
3: if I'm writing a song, I just love to work in Don't You Get Me Wrong in there somewhere. You could keep
0: doing that forever.
3: That's, uh, whoever thought up that little bit mm. of that song...
0: It
1: gets everyone going. <laughs> yes,
3: of course. Imagine. It might have been
1: Andrew or Tim. <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, I wonder if you could work it into, say... I am a lineman for the county. Yeah, and the Wichita lineman is still on the line. Don't you (laughs) get me wrong. But don't get him wrong. (laughs) Um, David Blom. David Blom, it was a while ago. We're going to go to uh, an old favourite. And it goes like this. That gets you going. Oh, I love it. See the sun shining on the ground, bright-dressed folk throng around. See them throw themselves at a ball, sportsmen all short and tall strange folk waving their arms around so many sights and sounds Drinks and fine fare that tastes so nice if you can pay the price the season goes so quickly. It seems it's
4: just
12: begun, from April to
3: September, until there's only one, mine's better than your team, your team's no good. In the towers the lords they plan Where to place every man Wild men running while people call Chasing all one red ball The season goes so quickly it seems it's just begun From April till September Until there's only one Mine's better than your team Your team's no good Brief things, and you know, that's a candidate for our live show at the Mm Arts Centre next Sunday. That may have to work its way in. I think we
4: did it it the year it came out, Ah, Ah. so I think it might be time to. Well, what what about
0: Mm. our Bensdale listeners who might be coming Mm. on Thursday night? Will we do it for them? Well, they'll
3: be first to hear it, (laughs) Mm. right?
4: (laughs) Bensdale Thursday night at the Forge Theatre, 7:30. Yep. And four o'clock Sunday afternoon, you can go to lunch with Dad and then bring him along to the Arts Centre Melbourne in the Playhouse next Sunday. Go to the uh, Coulda
3: website and follow the links. Uh, Greensy Doug is a new contributor. He sent a couple, mm-hmm. and Greensy Doug just sends this uh, one. Uh, we tried this together. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Subi, dear old friend Fans won't pack your stands again Because a new ground they're creating Where the fans can keep berating But the sounds of Subi are planted in my brain And one remains And that's the sound of booing (laughs) And on my TV, yes, I heard... 50,000 voices stood, people yelling in all seasons, people roaring without reason, and the noise that keeps on seeping through to me and you. What is it? It is the sound of booing.
1: I'm wondering at the new venue whether it'll take time for the umpires to adjust so that they can pay more hometown decisions.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, briefly, hey, uh, David Ollie, who uh, uh, has written a, a song, uh, uh, and he was taken by the story of Dudley Whittle. He was entranced by last week's ta- tale of Dudley Whittle. He, he delivered the
4: beer at, uh, at Penguin.
3: Penguin? Yeah. Now, how did you get that tale it was,
4: it, it was written by a uh, ABC journal on their website down in, uh, down in right. Tassie.
3: Well, so to be very brief, Penguin won a flag at the last game at the old home ground, I think, and they uh, ran out of beer. After the premiership, went. After yeah. premiership. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Dudley Whittle taking a truck... Sorry, no.
0: he, he drove to Smithton or something. Yeah, wherever well, yeah, yeah. it
3: <laughs> And came back with uh, emergency Bernie, supplies yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and made himself an immortal legend. Yeah. And David Ollie, who used to come and see the Fabulaires regularly at the bridge in Mordiali, and now rides for top bike and he's away in Europe all the time with bike tours, Uh, just sent this idea. He was just enchanted with the Dudley Whittle's tale. Penguin boys ran out to play one bright grand final day. The canteen girls put on the soup and cracked the pink rosé. The local train went rattling by as penguin fans cheer. They wound the flag and got stuck in, but then ran out of beer. Dudley, hooray, Whittle, Ohio Dudley, save the day, Whittle did save the day. And there's more to that, but uh, that we'll have to do because we want to get to one more in this segment. And this is for uh, this is from whence it came. We've had requests live at our live shows. People, when we ask people, and we'll do it again next Saturday and uh, next Thursday at Bensdale and Sunday at the Arts Centre, if uh, we ask them what they want to hear and then we don't do them and we get requests for this one. Gents, let's have a little scene. And how fitting that with the overnight loss of Drew Morford that uh, we acknowledge the great callers of the past. Ice still hear the golden voices Doug Haywood's soothing sound the smoothness of Clark Hansen Jeff leak around the grounds Doug Bigelow's church football they all enhance the game and sometimes one would say he kicks it back from whence it came from whence That's one goal each of two, Peter Booth and Smokey, Tommy and Harry too, Butch and Mike and Teddy, all the great old names, and sometimes one might say he keeps you back from whence it came, from whence she came. Lincoln you beauty Just hit the boundary, son If you don't mind, I'm by The famous lines live on We could be back here next week All oh, great moments of our game And sometimes someone said He kicks it back from winning shit
0: You're with the could have been champions on ABC local radio uh, almost exactly two years ago there was a fire in the club rooms at of the Warranine Tigers in the Central Murray League they lost the lot the whole club rooms went down we were up there shortly afterwards uh, we, we went up to Swan Hill and uh, met the, the Warranine people and now they've got great news the new club rooms are finished and open Jane Stikey from Warrenine joins us on the line now welcome Jane
7: Good morning.
0: Now, hey, tell us about the new club rooms.
7: Um, they're beautiful. They're <laughs> spacious. Mm. Um, oh, they're just tremendous.
0: And they're getting a workout today?
7: No, we're started finals today, so we're all heading to Bell Reynolds today. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm. So the big opening day was last Saturday, is that right?
7: Last Saturday, and that was our last home and away game.
4: Mm. And did you win?
7: Yes, we did. Oh, we
4: won. Must have been a double celebration then.
7: Oh, we had a great day. Yeah.
4: And where where are you headed today? You've
0: got netball and footy sides in the finals?
7: Yes, we have. We've got two football sides and seven netball sides all playing finals.
0: So that you can, after the game, you can come back to the club rooms?
7: Well, we could, yes. <laughs> We've got plenty of room.
2: I'm, I'm just a bit concerned. Um, Unfortunately, Jane. Uh, now that you've got the new club rooms, I'm guessing you'll have canteen facilities there. What happens now to the old caravan?
7: Well, the poor old caravan. That's that's actually been on sold to a local business, so she'll still be around.
0: And I hope it's in tiger colours. The caravan.
7: Well, no, no. Oh. We, we, we never got around to painting it. needs
0: a little plaque on it to say this <laughs> caravan served for two years at the Wurrannoon Football mm. Club. It's so, served, on, on its uh, journeys, it's never forgotten.
7: Absolutely. Never forgotten, all
0: right. Well, well, Jane, that's wonderful news because it was a devastating thing that happened for the club. And uh, as you know, my grandfather played for Wally. Yeah. That's that's why I barrack for Richmond. Uh, Good on you. Jane, all the best for everyone involved in the club on the netball courts and on the footy field for the finals, not just today, but for the remaining weeks.
7: Thank you very much. And
0: and when everyone comes back, just be careful in the carpeted areas. Don't don't spill anything.
7: Well, we haven't kind of got that far. There's still a few things we need, like tables and chairs and floor (laughs) coverings
0: and bits and pieces.
7: But we're we're nearly there. So you know, we're always looking for. Anything that anyone
4: wants to hand away. Well, the AFL gave you another 20 grand last they week. They did. Yeah. They
7: did. Very generous. Yeah, maybe.
4: Yes. Oh, Maybe. a message, everyone. Keep the rooms tidy. Yeah.
0: Yes, They're brand exactly. new yes. and let's let <laughs> them stay
1: right. that way. No wearing yes, yes. muddy boots on the car. Good on
0: no, you, Jane. All no. the best. Thanks,
1: guys. Well, <laughs> Jane Cheerio. Stikey there from Warren.
4: And Jane, of course, was the. Uh, VFL, the AFL volunteer of the year That's a couple right. of years ago She, she,
2: was. Was. Oh,
0: yes. she was, right it's, uh, it's, <sighs> Everyone's on notice here I'm going to quickly whip round mm. the panel I want to know what everyone mm. here at the Coulda Beans Has learned today, Billy Baxter and,
2: and Jeffy, I learned that uh, In that um, famous footage of Crackers Keenan clawing the ground <laughs> yes. and blowing smoke out his nose <laughs> Just out of shot uh, very frightened Simon Madden Was <laughs> considering a dressing <laughs> gown
11: <laughs> Andy Belairs, what did you learn today? Richo, I learned from uh, J.D. Hayes, the 21-year-old playing coach of Euroa. well, I actually learned from him that he is a member, key member of the Hayes uh, horse racing dynasty. Dyn- yeah. I'm, you, I'm glad you've got dynasty in He is David Hayes' son mm. and Colin Hayes' grandson. <laughs> yeah.
1: Torch McGee, what did you learn today? Well, I've, still with the racing theme, uh, <laughs> I learned that Drew Morfitt was no better at quaddies than what I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Greg Champion, what did you learn uh, I learned,
3: today? I learned from J D Hayes to get on number three and the fourth. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no what I learned? It's called from, chulop.
0: Chulop, Yeah.
3: What I learned from Matty Armstrong was that uh, when the day he had forty-one touches, he said there was quote not a lot of accountability, of <laughs> and he and he can't tell us how many meters he gains that day.
0: Ian Cover, what did you
3: learn? Today? Well, we
4: learned so much today, both uh, happy and sad. But uh, it came at the very end that I learnt that Warranine have got rid of the caravan. Yeah. I thought they would keep that there as a theme It's been to a
0: local oh, yeah. business. Well, I just hope its heritage is remembered. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And I learned today... <laughs> That from someone who ought to know, who'd been involved in developing the game across the state, Matt Armstrong, mm. that there needs to be a Tassie team, yeah, and not- there's no argument against. Yeah. Well, so Gillen, yeah. Gillen, get on
3: with it. Yeah. There may be arguments against, it, but Matty isn't going to countenance <laughs> nope. them. No, no. And as far as that caravan so- goes at Wurunine, it should go in the MCG museum. <laughs> Of, of, of sport, sport yeah. all the
4: well, They could have an outdoor museum yeah. part on the concourse.
0: Well, that's what we uncovered today. But we're we're really just uh, we're, we're amateurs at this. We've got to go to the professionals. Yeah. There's there's one place to go to find out what's really happening in the world of footy, and that's the news desk of Outside Football. Sam, the subs, kind enough to join us every Saturday morning. Uh, good morning, Sam.
12: Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Sam, great Sam. to be with you. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, and as an old journo, you probably crossed paths with Drew Morford at some stage and had a glass with him.
12: Yes, many fond memories yeah. of uh, time spent with Drew.
4: So uh, I hope you can put something in outside football this week.
12: It uh, won't be this week, unfortunately, Ian, but uh, there will be something in uh, um, in the future editions. Yes,
4: yes, thank you. Uh, what have you got in there this week?
12: Well, we speak to Damien Hardwick about... Um, uh, imminent uh, departure, or possible departure, of uh, uh, Dustin Martin. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, everyone's wondering. He's had some very nice things to say and yeah. uh, no hard feelings. At, uh, my favourite, Martin. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. of course. And yeah. also, uh, we look further into the financial implications of that. Dusty's Dirty Great uh, Direct Deposit. Right, <laughs>
5: yeah. It's
12: uh, a huge whack. Uh, the Plebiscite. Oh, yeah. Carolyn Shan looks into... The site, and it's an effectiveness uh, to determine whether, uh, in fact, uh, Nathan Buckley should stay or go. Oh.
5: <laughs>
12: Speaking of Buckley, uh, I saw uh,
5: yes.
12: Gary Jeffermans
5: as yes. this week's
12: winner. Yeah. Uh, he saw Ben Buckley, Dustin Martin, and Tyrath Kemlani at Arden Street. <laughs> Well the uh, money's gotta come from somewhere. Uh, yes. he uh, she's got the stubby holder there. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. Very and, good.
12: That's uh, I'd say, Oh yes, little sport. This mm. is hilarious. Um He takes part in an archery competition. He puts the uh, arrow in backwards and pierces his ear. That's uh, that's a knee slapper. He
4: hasn't missed uh, at all this year, little sport.
12: It's uh, my favourite gratis uh, syndication, little sport. Don't worry about that. And of course, the outside paper on the outside looking in, and uh, we look forward to having some sort of presence. Throughout uh, your team's final campaign,
4: terrific,
0: terrific. The Thank fi- you. Gentlemen. Finals coming up, lots to look forward to. Thanks again to uh, Sam the Sub there. And uh, as we race along, uh, we've got a full board of calls, oh. Torch, and uh, let's get let's get to as many of them as I we can. Think it's we time should. for Coulda Bean's Footy Talk back. Uh, go ahead, please. You're talking
1: to Torch. Hello, I'd like to talk to the man uh, speaking. Who's calling, please? My name's James. Yes, and where are you calling from, James? I'm calling from
12: Jollymont, and I've had an absolute... I'm up to dolly's wax.
1: Oh, really? And why is that, James?
12: I got up this morning, late, I had a (laughs) sleep-in, and and there was a horrible smell coming from the street down below. Oh, really? And I've looked out there, and there's... Countless hordes of Collingwood supporters <laughs> heading to the MCG. <laughs>
1: right, okay. That's
12: all ground.
1: <laughs> oh really oh, it is, it is. But they The are last not.
12: time Collingwood played at the MCG, <laughs> a Collingwood supporter did we in our letterbox. <laughs> oh,
5: <okay. laughs> <laughs> I'm not so
1: sure. But I'd like to see the footage. Yeah. Uh, uh, People often well, get blamed well, for something yeah, they haven't done.
0: That's yeah. right. Yes, yeah, yeah, allegations get thrown around. Yeah, but it right. will, look, it'll, it'll be huge in, in the MCG precinct oh, well, already. As we speak, mate, the crowds are mate. gathering. Yes. Next caller, it's could have been footy talkback. You're talking to Torch. Go ahead,
5: please. Mm. Hello,
1: mm. Young McGirt. Yes, it is. Mm. Who's calling, please? No, it's Peter. Here. Peter, and g- coming down for the game. Peter, uh, going up
5: to July. Oh, going. From sorry, yes,
1: from
4: Peterborough. Mm. Yes. yes. Mm. Uh, that chap that sometimes comes on with all that wisdom and philosophy.
1: Oh, you mean Guru Bob? Yes, I yes. think he,
4: he, he. I heard him say one day a very apposite quotation for tonight.
1: Oh, really? Mm. What was that?
4: Cometh the hour, cometh the man. Yes, I'm referring to Young
1: Scott. Okay, and uh, what do you? What are you expecting from Young Scott? Well,
4: I'm not expecting anything. I'm demanding. <laughs>
5: Just a plan. Yes. Mm. Oh. Okay.
1: Well, it is a
3: very big <laughs> game, Peter. Mm. Yes. It's a very big game. <laughs> yes. Yes. Peter, Peter, mm. what does episode mean?
9: Oh uh, you ask your wise friend;
4: he'll tell
5: you. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Well, thank well you,
3: we could say it's
9: I'm just trying to sound
1: erudite. <laughs> I loved that at Corona. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course you did. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yes, I Need say more. No, you need not. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Peter. I reckon they're feeling the pressure yeah, now. I know. It's, it's a massive game. Yeah. 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 Huge. Well, it's, Huge. Very, it's very fitting that it was opposite.
0: <laughs> Next caller on Could Have Been Footy Talk. Back. You're talking to Torch. Hello,
1: hello.
12: Please did I call? Please did I talk to Mister Nenge? Please y- yes. Is
1: it? You're calling. Uh, you're, you're talking to him. And who's calling? Please, it's Lance from Lara. Yes, and I think you're a cat supporter. Is that right, so I Lance? vote for the mighty cats. So I'm going to the football. Oh, a bit and I nice. just got
12: a question for anyone. Yes, it's Stephen Johnson's last game.
1: <gasps> That's right. It is. He's we, well, but
12: he doesn't play for the mighty cats no, now. He, he no. plays for the and in Sydney yes I thought it would be good if when they cheered him off the ground one boy could be a, the Giants boy and the other boy could be a cat's boy and I had a really good idea that would some make the cat's boy cheer him off
1: mm. what's that David Mitch! Oh, of course, of course. Okay. I, I don't think it is his last game. They'll be well, playing Well, I think, it, wouldn't yeah. it be
0: lovely, though, if, if, yes. they, um, it if they did the, the lovely, in front of his home crowd? It would
1: be a gesture. That, oh, that, that yeah.
0: would be marvellous. Next caller now. You're, you're talking to Torch here. It's Goodwine's Footy Talk. Back, go ahead, please. Hello.
1: Oh, g'day, Torch. Oh, Danny, Danny, what happened last night?
11: I've got a statement to make. I can't answer any of your questions. Okay, go (laughs) on. I've held my tongue on the Western Bulldogs for 19 weeks. Hmm. Sadly, we're a club that is a victim of our lack of success. What? Everyone's still patting themselves on the back over winning a premiership. That was fantastic, but when you have people heavily invested in the club saying, I just go to the game now to enjoy it, sadly, it does not cultivate the winning culture the club needs to have. Where was... Where was Luke Beveridge's ability to lift the team this year and have players from within improve? It's been a very poor year, a very poor performance. I've got to go. I can't say anymore. <laughs> <Okay>.
5: Well, that, <laughs> that is laying <lame. laughs> on the line
11: there from Whoa. Danny. Eh?
3: My no, name no. is Danny from Drew <laughs> Street, <laughs> right. and I won't take your call. That's my wow. take. <laughs>
1: mm. Yes. So, I, well, I, I, well. I, there might be some excuses uh, yeah. for the dogs. They've had a <laughs> Look, few
0: injuries. We won't take any more calls at that, at that stage because, uh, as you as you will have heard this yes. morning, we're, we're not just here at the ABC but across the footy world, we're all uh, shocked, shocked with the, the news overnight that our, 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 our colleague and friend, Drew, Drew Morford has passed away. And uh, we're crossing now to the ABC grandstand box at, at the MCG where, where um, uh, Jared and the team are ready. By, by the way, it is an early start. We were talking before to one of our callers about the crowd. Assembling down at Jollymont. it the games don't be fooled. The Collingwood Melbourne game starts at quarter to two. Yes. It's, it's thirteen forty-five start.
2: I think there'll be over eighty thousand people oh, there today. It'll be it'll be huge, absolutely.
4: Yep. And Melbourne's done the right thing too, bringing. Jack Watts back into yeah, the team yeah, you know? yeah. it's
2: perfect i'm sure he justified his inclusion
4: yeah, I'm sure it, I'm
0: sure
3: it, number 4
0: but uh, yeah, the Grantstone team are there already of course and uh, and 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 Jared joins us now on what f- for all of us is a very sad morning Jared.
13: rico quarters yes a, uh, what a shock this morning to to wake up to and uh yes there's a tremendous sense of sadness and that's true in our ABC box but it's true right throughout the media centre as Drew was connected to everybody Mm. actually I think there wasn't a person Drew didn't know full stop (laughs) I don't think
5: Uh,
4: uh. and you called with him for many seasons yeah
13: I I think we did I reckon we did 12 seasons together on Saturdays and Friday nights and well, I imagine we did as many spring carnivals yes. as that. And yeah. yeah, so we yeah, we shared an awful he, lot together.
3: He wasn't a hard bloke to be around, was he?
13: No, he he knew everybody. He would walk into the mountain yard at Flemington and he couldn't go three steps without someone yahooing to him and having a chat. Oh, I, I
4: don't think you'd say that Francesca Kumani <laughs> yahooed at him.
13: But also <laughs> he, he might have had
5: yahooed at her. Yeah. Also, Jared,
3: yeah. he was charming company. Yep. Yeah yes yeah.
13: he was the world 's worst punter mm-hmm. oh, I think he would he would have happily in fact he he was the self confessed world's worst punter. Mm-hmm. if he tipped the horse that he really liked, he would find a way not to back it if it won mm. <laughs> and invariably be on it but yes, and the, the three legged quaddy was his specialty <laughs>
0: And his football calling brought just something special, didn't it? He had this unbelievable enthusiasm mm. for the game, and he, unlike everybody else in the press box, he genuinely didn't barrack for anyone.
13: No, that was <laughs> that was his that was his oddity, wasn't it? He yeah. came from he hailed from Sydney and went to Perth and never barracked for a team in the VFL AFL, which was. But he just uh,
0: took such remarkable. pleasure in the game itself. At-
4: and yeah, he mightn't have been for a team, but
13: he loved Daisy Thomas. Oh, he had favourites. That, <laughs> that is absolutely true. Nicky Dell. And that would have worked its way, I'm sure, from Peter Dacos all the way through. Oh, no, he, he shamelessly played favourites, and that was to be admired. <laughs> Uh, that we're,
0: we're all missing him and uh, he, his life and contribution is going to be celebrated
13: long I think uh, what, what have you got coming up after the news Jared? Yeah we're not going to do any regular programming for a while we'll chat about Drew. Great.
0: Uh, we will be listening.
13: And uh, you going to Geelong tonight Drew, uh, Jared? Yeah I've, my plan was to jump in the car that's probably just a fraction up in the air at the moment but I'll be watching one way or another. Yeah. Right. Good okay. calling
0: Good calling. We'll be listening after the news Jared Waitley there with the Grandstand team it's uh, good morning from mm. the could have Been champions yeah, game okay. one, enjoy your football
4: go cats